Hi, this is David Sachs, and welcome to Spiritual Tools for an Outrageous World. Every week we do a little couples therapy between us and God. It's a chance to deepen and explore our most important relationship. Now, I had the opportunity to hear this from Avshi Weingott from Tzfat. It really resonated with me. Listen to the following. According to the Zohar, we know Yaakov had two wives, Leah and Rachel. Leah represents the hidden realms. In fact, the word Leah, if you rearrange the letters, spells Ohel, which is a tent, and a tent hides what's inside the tent. So you kind of see it in her name as well. So Leah is the hidden realms. Rachel stands for the revealed realms. And just like Yaakov is married to both, Yaakov, who's called Israel, all of us, men and women alike, are also married, so to speak, to Rachel and Leah, meaning to say that every single person in their life is tied to the hidden realms and to the revealed realms. Okay, so that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. But we haven't gotten to the point yet. The revealed realms represent those things that you want. And the Torah describes Rachel as she was beautiful to the eyes. Meaning, what my eyes see are those aspects of reality that I can comprehend and those things that make sense to me. That's what my eye sees, and that's why it's beautiful, because it's comprehensible to me. Whereas the hidden realms are very, very mysterious. What about all the aspects of my life that are happening that I don't understand and I can't make sense of? That's what it means, so to speak, to be married to Leah. Where those things that I can't fully grasp or understand because their reasons are hidden are operative in my life. Now it gets more intense. Because Leah has six children of the 12 tribes. And Rachel, the revealed realms, only has two. Now I'm just adding this, because I, you know, if you want to just kind of take this teaching one step further for a moment, that means, if you want to get mathematical about it for a moment, that two-thirds of my life are Leah, hidden and not comprehensible, and only one-third is understandable or intelligible, if you want to extend the teaching. But now here's the part that really got me, that really resonated with me. He pointed out the following. Among Leah's children, are Levi, the tribe of Levi, because each of the children become tribes. Who comes from the tribe of Levi? Moshe Rabbeinu, the Torah itself. And Yehuda, what comes from Yehuda? Mashiach. That means from these hidden aspects of the world, from these hidden aspects of my life, come the Torah and Mashiach. So while I'm driving after those things which are visible to my eye, which are comprehensible, those things that I want and that I desire. 
Two-thirds of my life are sending me in directions that I don't understand and that I don't even necessarily feel productive at all. Or to compound it, to feel incredibly frustrated. Do you know how frustrated Yaakov was when he woke up the next morning and he saw Leah next to him in bed? Utter frustration. And yet what comes from that? The Torah itself and Mashiach. So it's another way of giving God, giving ourselves, giving the world, giving our lives the benefit of the doubt. If we can understand truly that we're being productive in ways that we don't fully understand because they're not clear to us in the moment. Someone told a story yesterday that was just a really simple story. I'm sure it was very complicated, but they, they told it in a few sentences. They said, you know something, I was just with someone yesterday who converted. They just had gotten out of the mikvah. They did an orthodox conversion. Unbelievable. And this is the story. She was a dancer in New York and was out with a guy and they were, you know, dancing at some club and they, they went out to a restaurant and he was Israeli or something like this and he wouldn't eat the hamburger. She was not Jewish, he was Jewish. And she was really curious, why are you not eating the hamburger? And he says, because I keep kosher. And she's like, what's kosher? <coughs> Cut to, she's Jewish now. <laughs> Right? Like, how much time that story was told over, I have no idea. What, you know, I'm sure you could write a book about all the stuff that I left out. Did the guy, did the guy know? Did he stay in touch with her? Are, are they married? No idea. I have, I have no details about this story whatsoever. All I know is the guy didn't eat the non-kosher hamburger, and at that moment, another Jewish soul was revealed in this world. So, you know, we have interactions with people and there are all these domino effects. You know, there's an amazing Baal Shem Tov story and it's long and I'm not going to tell it. But, but let me give you the punchline to the story because it's unbelievable. There's a person whose soul is really broken. This person did some really bad things. And the Baal Shem Tov tells him that when someone comes and tells you the story of your own life, you'll know that all your sins were forgiven. And eventually, he puts out the word that he's paying people to tell them to, to, to come to him with Baal Shem Tov stories. And People are coming and he's hoping that someone will come one day and tell him his own story. And the person who has the story to tell him hears about this person who's paying to hear these stories and comes to him and he can't remember the story. His mind goes blank. And the way the story ends is he's leaving and he's so humiliated because he's been the subject of great hospitality from this person who's paying to hear the stories. And he got all this hospitality on this person's, you know, presumption that he's going to keep his word and tell a story. And 
His mind, he can't remember anything. And then at the very, very end, as, as the person's leaving, because the host is crying and crying and crying, he's doing the most intense tshuva, because he's made, he senses that this person might know something. And he feels like, maybe I haven't repented enough, and that's why he doesn't remember. So he cries his eyes out over a period of, you know, over the course of the Shabbos. And then as the person is just about to leave and get on his wagon and go away, he says, oh, I remember. Here's the story. And he tells the person his own story. So, so I want to end with this bit of advice. And I think it's more than advice. We know certain things. We know that not to intentionally set fire to our own homes. <laughs> we know not to close our eyes and then run into the middle of a busy intersection. We know certain things that we consider like, these are just incredibly obvious ways to get to, forget about the next day, to get to the next hour, right? So I would suggest that what I'm about to recommend is another bit of basic advice in terms of navigating our lives. And that is, we have to really ingrain inside of our minds and our hearts the fact that we don't know. We simply don't know. And when other people are acting in ways that are hurtful to us, we can ask for an explanation. And that we have to be mindful of our own behaviors because other people don't like to ask for explanations. We have to offer explanations. And that we have to understand that our own lives, even though we're at the steering wheel, that our own lives are not going to make sense to us. And that's because the Leia aspect, the hidden aspect of our own lives are not revealed to us during our lifetimes, for the most part. I heard in the name of Esther Wine, she said, your tafkid is not your tafkid. Tafkid means your, your bottom line, your mission in life, which I thought was fascinating, meaning to say that what each of us decides, this is what I'm about, this is what I'm doing. But God has another agenda for us. And God is going to work that agenda through us, even if it's not aligned with the agenda that we have for ourselves. And that we just have to ex accept and appreciate and love a more expansive understanding of our time in this world. And the fact that if we're sincerely motivated to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt that we are being productive, but it's on the Leia level, the hidden aspects are coming through us. And all we have to do in order to harness the reveal and the hidden is to be L'Shem Shemayim. 
to try our best to do the right thing. To try our best all the time. And then after we try our best, to try a little bit harder. And after that, try a little bit harder than that. And never stop trying a little bit harder to get it even more right until our last breath. And then we can have a certain level of confidence that both the revealed aspects of creation and God's own mission for us, the hidden realms, are operating and channeling through us in a harmonious Thanks for listening. We do this every week, so join in again next Sunday for a new podcast where we explore the amazingness of life. And review us and send in any comments or suggestions. I'd love to hear them.